You are listening to the Huskers Nutrition Podcast, presented by Midwest Dairy and your local farm families. Here is your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome into the Huskers Nutrition Podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie, and it's a great time for this episode because it is such an important time for Nebraska football in so many different aspects. And someone who's playing a big part in that time right now is the Director of Football Nutrition, Kristen Coggin, who enters year number two with the Huskers. She has assembled quite the impressive staff, including culinary dietitian Julian Franklin, who's doing some really fun and new things with the team right now. So let's get into all of that right now with Kristen Coggin and Julian Franklin. Well, thank you both for being here. I'm excited for this conversation, and I know uh, Husker fans are curious to hear all about what's going on and, and the work that you guys are doing with the football team right now. Um, Kristen, I want to start with you and just kind of your background and wanting to bring in Julian to be a part of the staff, why you thought he'd be a fit, why it was important, and why he would be a key member of your staff. Right. So one of the big things for me whenever I did take this job was I wanted a staff. Um, Julian's been with me since COVID, so I think he has a unique um, addition to our staff with having the, being a culinary dietitian and being able to not only talk about the food but also show people how to cook it and like how to bring some skills that I don't necessarily have so always when you want to build a team you want a wide variety of skills so I think that he complimented what I wanted to build in this um, for our players to get not just only a dietitian but also to learn the life skills part of cooking things. And Julian, welcome on. This is your first time in, in studio, yeah. so welcome. Thank you. Uh, tell us about your decision to want to be a part of her staff here at Nebraska. I think it was being able to start something new in a place with a lot of resources. I felt like it would, to translate what we did at South Carolina, but on, um, I feel like, a bigger scale. We've, in this past year, been able to do a lot more that we thought about doing and tried to do in South Carolina that Nebraska allowed us to pull off, mm. like the demos we're doing now like night and day from what we used to be up to. Tell us about some of those things, because that was one thing that I talked to you, Chris, about coming on, about you are doing some new things, and you have changed even in the last year. So can you guys break some of that down for us? Yeah, I think the biggest thing to start with is we actually now have six full-time dietitians just for football, um, which is the only place in the country that has that. And wow. then we also have a performance chef uh, just for football on our staff, also in addition to Julian. So um, one of the biggest things we've done this time, I mean, this year that we weren't doing last year is, cooking demos so uh, kind of Julian can talk a little more about how he designed them but kind of a big thing for us is we do it with recruits when they come on visits and we don't want to just talk about it and say we're about it and not actually do it so right now we're doing at least two cooking demos a week for our guys um, between now and spring break they'll have had 11 so some weeks we'll have a little less just because of how our schedule is but kind of a big thing for it was on Mondays we wanted to let the older guys be able to do it virtually if they wanted, or they could come in with the freshmen. We're making the freshmen be our standard because we think it's super important if you come in as a freshman and you get all these cooking demos off the start, what are your skills going to be like when you leave here? So I think that was a big part for us was, all right, make it mandatory for the freshmen, allow the older guys to either do it at home or come in. And it's really taken off. I think we had our, what, I don't even know, we're on week three, week four? About to hit week four. We're wow. about to go into week four, but we had our biggest one yesterday. I yeah. think at least over Good 40 showing. guys show. So, um, it smells good, it, the music's pretty loud, and the guys really do a great job, but kind of a big thing for us was like the Monday one is more of like a meal, so um, our guys that do it at home can come and pick up their kit that has all their ingredients, and then they join the Zoom and they follow along that way, where our Wednesday one is more of a cuisine, and I can kind of give, pass it over to Julian about kind of how he designed it and laid it out and kind of what are some other topics, so it's really a fun space for the guys, it's fun to see them like really work together and 
feed off each other and be competitive, but also like the team bonding that also happens around it. So Julian, tell me about the thought behind it, the, the, I guess the importance of it and why this is a passion of yours to be able to provide this for the football team. Sure. I, it's like a lot of educating and I think educating in a fun manner, something that's hands-on, something that they could take away and use outside of just football. Like Kristen said, we do the recruiting visits. So we'll do like a smaller demo, but we'll explain to them like when you are here, we're wanting to teach you things you could take away past here. And now we're in that season. Even some people that we recruited are now doing these demos with us. And I try to give them something they could meet all skill levels, simple air fryer dishes, simple skillet dishes, but some stuff a little more complex, takes a little more prep because I, I found different players are in different areas. So I just try to meet them where they're at. So ultimately, if you just learn how to cut an onion, you left the demo learning something. So tell us, you said uh, the last one was a really good one. What was the meal? What went into that one? Oh, last <laughs> one we did was our American theme. Okay. Uh, in the open kitchen style ones, I kind of just like set things out so they can come in and explore, try some new things, get creative. We had air fryer wings, huge hit. We had these patty melts. I taught them how to make on Monday. Also delicious. They loved those. We had the, some crab cakes were getting made. Someone made wow. air fryer stuffed peppers that came out actually really good. He crushed it. Sua. So I think it's just, I try to give them a variety of things that they could take home with them. And be like, oh, I know how to at least make a chicken parm or like a patty melt. And because it's not like, I mean, I think people think probably, oh, you guys are giving them food all the time. But the, in reality, they're not here all the time. So it is probably just as important for them to be thinking about what they're putting in their bodies when they're not with you guys, right? Is that, is that kind of the thought process? Of course. So a big thing for us is we have a program called Husker Bucks. So we put certain money on that they can go to the grocery store and use. So a big thing for us is like, well, we want you to be able to utilize this money in the right way to buy foods that you have now learned how to cook that will also help you work on your body composition. So I think that was a big thing. I think it's also a fun part for us with all of this is, you know, the moms come on these recruiting visits and they see their sons cooking and then we tell them we're going to do this and now they're here and we send mom pictures <laughs> or we call mom or dad or, you know, and I think it's just fun for them to see like, okay, they're doing this. I can't wait for them to come home. So it also brings like the family into realizing like we're teaching your kids something that they can also then come home and show you and take care of you. Yeah. Um, but they're always not going to be with us one day. You know, they're not always going to have them or they're not always going to have us and they need to know how to cook so they don't spend all their money on DoorDash or fast food or, I mean, a chef's expensive in the league, right? So you want to make sure you have those skills. So when you go to the next level, you have that. So you said Sua, who else? Who else have been, has been impressive in the kitchen? Jamal Banks. Jamal, yep, he's yeah. been really impressive. Yes. He comes by. Uh, Kobe recently impressed me, Kobe Bretts, with some wings he made yesterday. Um, what flavor? He made these hot honey wings. So we walked through like a habanero hot honey sauce. He seasoned them up real nice, air fried them to a great crispiness, and they just. I would have to say Rue yesterday tried Roo to did challenge. did a great job as well. Rue's sauce was a hot honey also, but he had something else mixed in it. Rue, I mean, he got, he was so Judy, excited about Judy it. Judy also does a pretty good oh. job consistently too. I would hire Judy after. That would definitely, <laughs> definitely. be the one. But even definitely. the freshmen, like seeing them come along and like Grant Bricks was like, I really want to learn as much as I can. Or, I mean, really the group, it's They all do a really good Robinson. job. I think they yeah. like, they're getting more comfortable too as we've started. The first couple ones was just like a class and didn't really know what they wanted to do. I try to keep some recipes interesting so they want to like jump into them. And yesterday, I don't know our exact count, but over 40. High. Wow. Yeah, we yeah, had a over high. Over 40 people. All at once, kind of running around a kitchen, saying sharp, behind, hot, all sorts of things. You could <laughs> smell everything happening at once. It's, it's fun. 
little, a little chaotic sometimes, <laughs> but it's fun. It is, you know, and, and we had Gus, Gus Felder in here last summer, but, you know, you talk about the team camaraderie, and that was one thing I heard over and over again in interviews and just building that brotherhood out, off the football field. Is that how much have you found this is, can be a big part of that, too, is, is what you guys are doing and, and how you guys are implementing this with this program? I definitely think it's a huge part. Like, that was always one of my big things with wanting to do this. You know, we had to ask for some equipment to make this all happen. Like, we basically take our players' lounge and make it a pop-up demo kitchen. So we had to buy some tables. We had to buy some air fryers. We had to buy some skillets. So I do think it's a place where, like, you notice the guys hanging out together, ones that may not be in the same position group or have gotten to know each other if they didn't come to this. But the other fun part is our coaches sometimes jump in there or our coaches' kids might sometimes jump in there. Uh, mm -hmm. Little Coop might be the best. Uh, he's the best little We want to recruit him at an early age for <laughs> cooking with us. So he's definitely someone we would have fun work with us one day. But he teamed up with Kobe. So I think it's really the fun part is, like, it's such a family atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the guys are just so thankful to have this opportunity to learn and it's okay if you make a mistake. You didn't waste any money. You didn't waste any of your own product. This is the time like, you want to make mistakes. Yeah. We're, we're here, to, we're help here to help you. Yeah. yeah. You know, when Kristen was here, I thought this was fascinating, and this stuck with me the, the last time she was here talking about how Coach Rule is important for him to, to break bread together and how that is important for this culture. Jillian, what's your take on that, and how have you seen that play a, a part in building a, a team, too? Is just even when you're going to the training table or whatever it might be, having those team meals and not just grabbing and going, but, but sitting and dining together. Yeah, I think it's crucial. Like, whether it's a good day or a bad day, you're sharing it with someone, and I think there's value in sharing whatever feelings you have with other people. And around food, you center that around food, it just makes the experience that much better. Stick around, you eat your meal, you hear what everyone has to say, laugh, joke, complain if you have to, but either way you're doing it as a unit. And I think whether we're eating as a team or they're cooking together, they begin to just share those experiences. Just innate bonding starts happening, you know. So you had mentioned, you know, you had to buy a couple of things, um, but the new facility, how much do you guys have some, some luxuries in there that you're going to be able to utilize too? And the really nice thing in there is we'll have that demo kitchen up on the second floor. So it's kind of our way right now is to get them excited about it and then being able to go in there and just even take their skills to a whole nother level. So that's going to be a huge part of that new facility. I mean, just even the bigger space and being able to offer better options and more options. You know, I think it's really where you can't wait to get in there. So how many places have that kind of like a, a demo kitchen and, and those kinds of resources? I would say not a lot. No. I think um, it's come a little bit of an arms race from school to school, like building facilities over facilities over facilities to offer these things because they're realizing how valuable they are. Yeah. And I think a luxury that we've had even since South Carolina days, we've made like, we've taken our space as a blank canvas and just made it happen with, like without having the, the fancy, fancy bells and whistles, which is nice. I think other people seeing that value there is what's turning them to turn on like, let's get a demo kitchen in here now. Let's try to make some space for players to get their hands dirty with some food because it just, it's intangible skills that people are realizing is making an impact off the field, which in turn makes an impact on the field. I think even with that too, it's when they know how to make something, they're more willing, like we made chimchurri steak tacos the other day, and one of the guys was like, I've never had chimchurri, and nor would I have tried it if you didn't teach me how to make it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the big thing with the demo kitchen, and now all student athletes being able to have that option is to go in there and make other things, and just really get their hands dirty, like Julian said, it's just, it takes your athletic performance to another level, but it also takes your life skills to another level. Late night studying, intense practice, cramming for that big test? Take a moment to reset yourself with dairy. Dairy foods like milk and yogurt allow you to stay in the game with immunity-boosting nutrients like vitamin A, vitamin D, zinc, and protein to keep you fueled without the crash. Trusted by athletes and supported by science. 
a message from Midwest Dairy and your local farm families. Uh, Julian, I did want to get into your background. How did you get to where you wanted to be a, a culinary dietitian and work in sports and college football? And, sure. and what's just your journey, your background to here? So, uh, originally from Connecticut, but I went to Johnson and Wales University. It's a culinary school. I graduated out of Rhode Island. Uh, during that schooling, I took an internship my senior year at the University of Alabama. So I was just like a performance chef down there for a couple years. And then uh, going to school for culinary nutrition, I also wanted to be a dietitian at the time. So I kind of always knew I wanted to be a dietitian, just didn't know in what capacity to be the chef half of it. After a couple years in Alabama, I left to do my dietetic internship. And around that time, Kristen called for South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Went down there and about three years, culinary dietitian, uh, just kind of mixed up with wearing a chef hat, dietitian hat, different responsibilities there. Uh, and I've kind of just been rolling with it since. Uh, it's been an interesting journey, I'll say. It's very unique. I think that I kind of stumbled into that first internship by happenstance because they came to Johnson & Wales and was like, talked to one of my classes and one of my friends nudged me like, I think you'd be good for that. And I was like, why not? I'll interview. And then that interview just went well and then it just started rolling and I never really looked back because I realized it's a very unique blend of all the things I like to do and I couldn't really see myself doing much else at the level I'm doing it at. So, so were you always into food then? And, always and, into food, And yeah. always wanted to kind of go down that journey? I was, or how did you get into food? I honest, if I would date back, ironically it has to do with stuffed peppers, but <laughs> my grandmother makes fantastic stuffed peppers. So I would just like, you know, the cliche little like young kid in the kitchen watching mom cook food and eat some good food there, here and there. But in high school I did this teen iron chef and my chef instructor back then was like, oh, you should go to one of these culinary schools. I think you'd be great at it. And that's what sprung board me into Johnson & Wales. After a little bit of restaurant experience, me realizing it's probably not the world I want to live in, I dove into the sports world. Wow. So how much of a luxury is it to have someone like him that it isn't just, hey, you know, it's, it's also kind of the background of knowing the food and understanding what tastes good and being able to bring that to your staff too. It is so nice to have someone that has that side because I can be like, Julian, these are my ideas. And he's like, okay, I'll make it happen. And I'm like, perfect. So it's just someone that like can take it into that next level. Like you can find the recipes, he can plan the demos. I mean, a lot of work goes into those demos that people have no idea, but just what product do we need? How do we order? How do we plan for these numbers? But even when we write menus, like finding recipes and menu structure, like I just think it's such a luxury <laughs> um, to have someone have that uh, background on your staff. So how did you come to the, I guess the, the fruition that this is what I need on my staff? Like, how did you find that, okay, this could be a really big asset for me? So I think it goes, we both kind of, how we know, we have a common Bama tie. So I think that kind of helped us of, and I think starting there, I always had a culinary, like dietitian or someone who had the culinary background from Johnson & Wales. So I always knew that like, I wanted someone to have that on my staff. I've had a few dietitians on my staff that do actually have that same background. And I just think it just takes you to the next level. I think it's an area that I'm not as strong, so you gotta find people that are there that have that strong experience. So I think that was kind of my big thing of like, it's important to have that, especially with this age that you're still teaching things to. I would say his knife skills are way better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> mine could probably improve, but he has that, I always tell everyone, I'm like, I can teach you how to get by and Julian can take you to the next level. So, you know, it's nice that we have to yeah. balance it out because I think I probably cook more like the players and Julian has that next level. So I think that's the good part of like, I can teach you the simple things, Julian can take you to the next level. That's very cool. 
Juliana, what about just, you know, again, the support from Coach Roll and him being open and willing to whatever kind of ideas you guys have for, for this football team? I think it's been great. Like, when someone really shows their appreciation for nutrition, even food, period, Coach Roll's a foodie, <laughs> and it, it is just a super great pat on the back, kind of just to push forward. You're confident in the steps you take because you know even if you stumble, he'll still let you take that other chance. It's not someone you're trying to convince that what you want to do is the right move. It's someone who believes in what you want to do is the right move. So having someone that believes in you makes taking the challenges and strides that much easier. Yeah, I think it's paid off a lot, too, that he sees, like, the players are so into it and, like, they're taking pictures. Even on our recruiting visits, like, I, we had one a couple of weeks ago, and that was the favorite part of the recruits was, like, we really enjoyed the cooking demo. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, this is how we know. It's a lot of work to put them on, but it's so worth it, especially to get kids just already interested in it at that level. So, so. are you guys doing anything special for, like, teaching the guys to cook dinner for their girlfriends or wives for Actually, Valentine's Day? yes. Not this week, but in a couple of weeks, I have the dinner date night demo. Nice. So I'll be teaching them various different dishes that are a little nicer, take a little <laughs> more prep, but you have things like some lamb, a little bit of steak and scallops, wow. a little seafood pasta, some nicer items that people could like, you don't know, eat every weekend, but trying to impress a friend. We always drop, what is your saying you always say about? Um, oh, uh, everyone loves a man that can cook. So I always <laughs> let people know. We sell that to them yep. all the time. <laughs> Especially at like recruiting demos, like, oh, it's easy, come make hibachi or pasta. Everyone loves a man that can cook. And I mean, it's proven true. Oh, that's, that's amazing. All right, well, let's get into like some of the things you guys are doing now specifically. Kind of take us through, other than you know the demos and the cooking demos, what, how are you working with the team right now as they start their January workouts and, and kind of managing weight and all of that kind of stuff? Of course. So a big thing we did right at the end of season was did their DEXAs, looking at their body composition, how we finish season, where do we want to go in the spring, during these winter workouts, going into spring ball, where do we want to be? So all our guys right now have their current goals their weights and body composition and then where their long-term goals right now it's amazing how some of them have taken off so quickly in their direction that we want them to take off to where they are already working on their longer term goals but a big thing for us this semester was just making sure that they knew what their routines were so we kind of implemented some new software that we've been using or just meeting with them more one-on-one -on -one. like I actually split up all my dietitians for position groups this year um, just to give even more not just coming from me but all of them being around too so I think a big thing for us is just teaching them how their setup needs to be and making sure they come to things and they're doing exactly what they need. Um, but I think that's really the biggest is just tons of hands-on conversations with them. Um, hey, seeing your trending, but giving them the kudos whenever they definitely deserve it, but working with Mitch and Corey very closely on those kind of things. So Yeah, I was going to ask you, how do you guys manage everybody and making sure that everybody's getting what they need? But I guess that's where your team comes in to, to kind of help you delegate all that kind of stuff. Well, and I think one of the biggest things with nutrition is logistics, and people always forget about the logistics of it. So I think a big thing for us is making sure we're in the training table when they're in the training table or making sure we're in the player's lounge or we're in the player's lounge, making sure someone's at lifts to make sure they get their recovery, um, making sure someone's watching them when they're working out in the indoor Kind of just so you know, like, who's struggling, who's someone that needs to do better. Um, but being at snack and making sure they're at mandatory snack or if they have something going on, like, this is what you need to take with you. So I think the biggest thing for us is being around them so they have that or if they need to go to the grocery store, just sitting down with them and eating lunch with them and just, like, talking to them. Now that we're at about four, what, we're on week four. Week four. So I think just now there's more questions coming up. And next week we kind of transition to a different part of our winter training. So kind of just making sure they see, like, hey, this is the reason we're doing this. And just really them understanding, like, I always tell them it's tough bluff. <laughs> 
but it's going to help you. Like, you didn't come here to be average. You came here to be elite. So that's a big part for us is just being everywhere that they are and answering their questions. And if they need to go to the grocery store, taking them to the grocery store. But I think the cooking demos is something that, you know, they're here. So we're making sure they're making better choices, um, but just teaching them. And, and, Julie, how important is that balancing, okay, what you're doing, working out and, and the workouts and all that, but then also what you're kind of fueling your body with when, when you step out of off the field or out of the weight room? Right. It's something that we try to really push that you need to adequately feel yourself before you try to do anything and then appropriately take care of yourself after you do anything. And the buy-in, I guess, is different amongst different players. It's very much a case-by-case -case person, but you could tell the ones that do buy into their nutrition and how they survive their workouts or whatever they have to get into versus the ones that kind of need to run in the hard way, that, like, I should probably feel a little bit more or I probably should get my weight up a little bit more so I could push things a little heavier than I expect them to be or, like, stay at my peak as long as I can through a practice or through a lift. I think it's very much just teaching them, like I said, tough love, but also they have to learn their way that like I'm recommending you do A, B, and C, please adhere it, but if you don't, you'll kind of see the, the results that are not in your favor all the time. What was that process like for you learning, okay, the football aspect of kind of maintaining the weight and, and fueling athletes throughout your journey? So it's, uh, in school we have this class called Athletic Performance Cuisine. It was an interesting course. You uh, take like a pseudo athlete and go through their meal plan. I think that's what's translated the most is meal planning and then as I've gone through like my various internships and schools I've worked at you begin to learn more about meal timing so that's kind of something that is I think the most crucial that we try to emphasize is how when you have to eat and around what you're doing throughout your daily schedule from there you can help them make the choices of what but I think the when is probably the most important part and it's just fieldwork experience that you eventually pick up on and you see it the tangible results the good cases the bad cases you just learn from kind of how different people take your approach and obviously you have to adjust your practice based on people but that's roughly how my experience went for it. Very cool. Well, I guess that kind of the last thing I had is just uh, you know, you've been here a year, been went through a season just uh, overall how it, how do you feel about kind of where this this thing is headed and and what you took away from year 1? Yeah, I'm like I can't believe it's already been a whole year. I'm like that's probably the biggest. I think the biggest thing that has helped us the most is the support from coach Rule. Um, I think the other part is these kids are hungry, so not just to eat the food we provide every day, but also on the field. So I think that's been fun for us, just seeing like how intuitive they are about everything that they do and how they want to be elite in everything that they do. So I think it keeps us busy for sure because they're so into everything that they're doing nutrition-wise and just want to be so elite on the field. I mean, you can already tell where, as Coach said it the other day, like steps way higher than we were last year. So. You know, I think it's fun. We have a bunch of new kids, and they're fitting right in. And, I mean, mm -hmm. they're pushing the older kids. So I think that's what you want, right? So. Yeah. And how about you? How excited are you kind of for continuing to grow and, and the future of this program? I think it's great. I think we have some great momentum. I think we hit the ground running and kept and found our stride, honestly. I feel like it's uh, going to be reassuring seeing these guys continue to go through. It's just a matter of keeping them consistent, giving them the affirmation where they need it, and push them along and let them know that they're doing great from where they're at right now because there's more to come but that's not all going to be easy but I think where we are now versus where we were last year when I got here March-ish completely different. I think you can even see it in their weights like I mean we have some guys that have been here three to uh, three and a half weeks and they're already putting on like 12 pounds or some guys that are just like taking off and you're coming back and you're like wow you've put on 
40 pounds in a year or you know I think that's a big thing of just like seeing their results and how they're like all right but that's not good enough I want more and I'm like perfect that's what we want to hear right uh, that's incredible fascinating stuff appreciate both your time and um, I know you're you guys are busy all year round it was funny when we were talking about when we could get you in it's just you're, you're with these guys all the time year round so appreciate you guys taking some time and, and I know uh, fans appreciate hearing your perspective and I learn so much every time so thank you guys so much awesome thank, thank you, you. This has been the Huskers Nutrition Podcast brought to you by Midwest Dairy and your local farm families. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I'm Jessica Cootie with the Huskers Radio Network.